All right, so we are back. Welcome back to the Make It Plain Wayne podcast. We're talking about the king of R&B. Let's get right back to it. So what are the 90s rankings? I pulled these offline um, because they ranked the the king of R&B list. And they gave a top 10. You know who's at the top already. Um, But number two, they listed um, Key Sweat, then Babyface, then Luther Vandross, then Brian McKnight, Tevin Campbell, there's your younger voice, then Usher, then Maxwell, Johnny Gill, and then John B. Man, that's Tevin Campbell. Man, can we talk for a minute? Girl, I want to know your name. God, like Tevin was the Chris Brown before Chris Brown. Tevin was the Usher before Usher. Um, you know, I, he, he kind of like reminded me of like a Michael Jackson, if you will. And he didn't transition well, you know, into you know, the next few phases. I heard he tried to work with Prince um, and that didn't, that didn't work too well. Prince was trying to mature him and groom him to grow up and it just didn't work well. They just, they had a lot of disagreement, but the thing about this list, when we're talking about the King of R&B is not everybody transitioned uh, through uh, the later part of the nineties. Well, so that, like I said, is included in those four pieces. How is your tone? You know, how is your, you know, producing? How is your management? And then last, do the people receive it? And R. Kelly did a great job of this. Not only from the the 90s all the way through, but a little bit after into 2000s. Not everybody can do that. And if you can, whoa. <laughs> now the thing is um there's somebody i haven't really talked about very much on this list um i won't go to to me one of the the goats of music in general which is stevie wonder like i i put up a post on facebook one time about you know stevie wonder versus r kelly and people actually wanted to side with r kelly and i'm like okay because and I think it's because of age and era, the age and era that they come from, you know, to really appreciate Stevie Wonder's music. I mean, you have to be a little bit older and you have to understand that you don't, you know, for for Stevie Wonder's case, (laughs) like the bedroom's going to take care of the bedroom. (laughs) You have plenty of people to do that with the, you know, Motown music before R. Kelly. And then everybody afterwards, the bedroom's going to take care of itself. Stevie was was so gifted and crafted to where he inspired people to sing. I haven't heard that about R. Kelly. I haven't heard people saying that they wanted to sing so bad and were inspired by R. Kelly, you know, from, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, give me that honey love that made them want to become a singer or bumping and grinding, you know, maybe happy people. I could see that. Um, but, you know, Luther Vandross is another one that had a lot of hits in both the 80s and 90s. So we're kind of, you know, going 80s and 90s. Luther Vandross is more of, a, you know, the era of new edition. 
and like Prince and Michael Jackson because he came all the way through the 80s and then down into the 90s, which also is very difficult. I mean, we're going from jerry curls to flat tops. You know what I'm saying? We're going from skinny jeans to cross colors. You know, we're 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 changing so much. We're going from you know, don't push me because I'm close to the edge. We're going from that all the way to um, <laughs> you know very well. Juicy. <laughs> it was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. <laughs> you know, you're going from all the way from there to there. Like you're changing era so much. And Luther Vandross was able to do that. Same thing with Whitney. Whitney was able to do that. I mean, she came all the way from her albums, front cover looking like a model to the preacher's wife. Yeah, there's the Bobby, you know, the Bobby sound, you know, saga and whatnot, but. So, yeah, these rankings, you know, with. With the 90s, you know, stars in there, you know, Key Sweat, Babyface, Luther Vandross, um, Brian McKnight, Tevin Campbell, Usher, Maxwell, Johnny Gill, John B. That's how they had him ranked. And John B is another fun one. You know, he's like kind of like the the prelude and the, the, the prep for Robin Thicke. You know, Robin Thicke, I think, is a very dope artist, you know, a very great artist. And so that the new the new list. (laughs) The new list says Chris Brown is number one. Number two is Usher. Number three is The Weeknd. Number four is Miguel. Number five is Trey Songs. Number six is John Legend. Number uh, seven is Bryson Tiller. Number eight is Khaled. I love some Khaled. He's like Aaliyah and Teddy Riley combined. Um, Ty Dolla Sign, which kind of maybe raise a question mark. Um, Jeremiah, um, which I thought should be higher than Ty Dolla Sign. And Tory Lanez, Jaquez. And I don't know much of Jaquez's music. I need to study that. I will. Um, Anderson Pock, love him. He's like D'Angelo and Bobby Brown combined to me. And... Uh, this list did not include Justin Bieber or Major, which I thought was kind of confusing, or Robin Thicke. And like Robin Thicke, I could easily say could be in the middle of this uh, middle or lower five of this top 10 of this list. Um, uh, because unlike uh, unlike Justin Bieber, Robin Thicke is just R&B like look at who he hangs out with <laughs> um but major major is a dope new artist to me um tank I did not mention as well tank would be kind of in between the 90s and the new rankings um but in all those awards and with all these people my point is you don't need him you really don't And what I was trying to say earlier with all these Grammy wins and these numbers of wins is that if he really is the king of R&B, then he should be rated as such. So let let's go down. I'm just going to do this quick comparison with numbers real quick. American Music Awards. 
R. Kelly wins 18% of the time he's nominated. He's got two awards out of the 11. BET Awards, R. Kelly wins 14% of the time that he's nominated. One out of seven. The Grammys. Now, I mean, of all the awards, this should be the one that you consider for, like, the GOAT status. Three of 25, 12% of the time. The Soul Train Awards, this is, like, just us. If you know, if you know what I mean. This is just us talking. This is just family. The Soul Train Awards, he wins 37% of the time he's nominated. 11 out of 29. The NAACP Awards, 6 out of 8. 75% of the time. If, In my opinion, the NAACP is the only place where R. Kelly is, uh, I would say, you know, pretty much dominant throughout the years. And the one thing that's different about R. Kelly versus the people I'm going to compare him with in a second is R. Kelly's music spans a time period of, you know, basically 20 years. So we're going uh, maybe like 25. So we're going from, you know, basically 92 way past uh, 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 2002 and then uh, 2012. So, you know, we're, man, we're going on two decades of music here. This guy is really doing it. You know, 25 years was like, that's a long time to be making hits. So, of his wins and nominations, he won 110 awards. He was nominated for 274. He won 40% of the time. So, is that the king of R&B? To me, the people have spoken and said no. And when I compare R. Kelly to these three other uh, bodies of work, you can kind of make your choice and, and let me know how you feel. So American Music Awards, he won 18% of the time. BET Awards, he won 14% of the time. At the Grammys, he won 12% of the time he was nominated. At Soul Train, he won 37% of the time he was nominated. And the NAACP, he was 75% he won. So, even though I said I was going to stay away from groups, can I talk about boys to men? Boys to men. Hup, hup, boys to men. <laughs> oh, boy. These boys to men. So, American Music Awards, they won nine out of 17 times, which is about half, about 50%. The Grammys, they won four out of 15 times. That's 26%. 26% of the time, where R. Kelly won 12. The Soul Train Awards, they won 7 out of 9 times. 77% of the time, where R. Kelly won 37% of the time. The NAACP Awards, they won 5 out of 6. 83% of the time, where R. Kelly won 75. Their careers are not as long. Um, as far as transitioning through the 2000s, Boys to Men did not really go through 2003 like R. Kelly did with, you know, all of his great music, Ignition and, you know, um, you know, Happy People and all that. But if you wanted to make a comparison for who is the king of R&B, you could actually throw Boys to Men in there. They'll treat you good. <laughs> 
I mean, they've got a little bit of bedroom music and a bunch of power. Just great songs. I mean, from the way they started with Motown Philly, doing a little East Coast swing. (laughs) I mean, what didn't they give you? Like, for real. What did they not give you? So, I'm going to go over to, oh, before I said that, oh, my God. I just found out that Mark Nelson, the leader of As Yet, was also in the group uh, with Nathan from um, Boys to Men before Wanye joined. Uh, the the You could call him so-called lead singer that we know now. And Mark Nelson was in that group As Yet. And they were cold-blooded, boy. They had two albums. I wore those out. And then he had his own solo career. And like I said, it's... It's hard. Like people like to say, oh, they fell off. No, no, they didn't fall off. It's it's a timing thing. Like everything in music depends on timing. And like I said, those four pieces, your tone, your production, your management and your reception. So those four things have to hit for your album to hit. And and. It, it sometimes it doesn't matter how much it makes you feel. It's how it makes people feel. And for, for all of you who have never sang live and sang in front of people and watched their faces change when you sing your music and you present your music, whether it's vocally or through an instrument, you'll never know. You have to do this for yourself. I've done it. And there, I mean, you can have an epic fail one time and then do great. of the time, but you never know when that epic fail is going to be. Is it the equipment, which is also a part of management or production? You could say, is it how they receive you? Is it your tone? You just never know. You got to get out there and do it. And that's why so many R and B singers come from church because they have that background of being in front of people and being embarrassed, being praised, being worshiped, the talent shows, all that fun stuff. Remember how I said the way I got started in this was the Usher versus Chris Brown piece? Well, let's cap this off and just say that R. Kelly won 40% of the awards he was nominated for. I didn't do a breakdown of um of uh the Boys Town or <laughs> Boys to Men um uh percentages, but with you know 26%, 77%, 83%. I mean, the average of that has got to, you know, be somewhere around, you know, like 60 percent. You know, the, the 83 and 77 percent are, are you know, pretty balanced between, I'd see, you know, like. Mm, it, that, that would get you to maybe 79 percent. But then once you add 26 percent in there, it drops and then there's your 50 percent and then. You know, you got the American Music Awards being about 50%. So, Boys to Men won about 50% of their nominations. That's just me doing a little loose math. But with Usher, I went ahead and calculated all this for the four major awards that you would want. Usher, American Music Awards, 8 out of 14. So, that's just a little over, you know, 50%. BET Awards, Usher won 4 out of 19, 21%. The Grammy Awards, 8 out of 23, 34%. So let's let's rewind and go back 
for the American Music Awards, R. Kelly won 18%. Usher won over 50. It's about 60%. For the BET Awards, like I said, BET and Soul Train, this is us. <laughs> and we're talking about the king of R&B should be dominant, right? Well, for BET, R. Kelly won 14% of the time. Usher went uh, win 21% of the time. Four of ni- 19. For the Grammys, Usher won 8 of 23, which is 34%. R. Kelly won 3 of 25, which is 12%. 12% for Mr. 12 play. Excuse me. Soul Train, Usher won 9 of 27, which is 30%. Where uh, R. Kelly actually beats him. And gets 37% from Soul Train. So, according to Soul Train, R. Kelly is the king of R&B. Now, for the NAACP Awards, Usher has 3 of 11 at 27%. So, once again, with the NAACP, R. Kelly is the king of R&B. But not BET. (laughs) So, that's a generational thing. If, If you really think about it. NAACP and Soul Train include people that are old enough to say they knew when you could dance on Soul Train and Michael Jackson was little. With BET, BET is only 40 years old. So there's some generational uh, uh, telling in that. So let's go over to Chris Brown. Uh, Oh, I didn't finish. So with the nominations, as far as King of R&B... Usher has 306 wins out of 582 nominations at 52%. So that means he tops Boys to Men and R. Kelly as far as win percentage. Because Boys to Men is like about 50%. R. Kelly is 40%. So let's go to Chris Brown. Chris Brown is 4 out of 15, which is, you know, roughly a third. 4 out of 15 of the American Music Award nominations. BET, pretty much the same thing. 34%, 15 out of 43. Grammys, he's only at 5%. He's won one of 17. The Soul Train Awards, he's won nine of 38. So he's about 23%. So it's, it's, it's pretty, you know, between 20 and 30% is where he is with everybody. And then the NAACP Awards, he's won two of 10. And he's got 20%. So, all together with uh, Chris Brown's awards and nominations, if you total them all up, he's got 306 wins out of 582 nominations. 31%. So, <laughs> oh, actually, ooh, is that is that right? That can't be right. I, that, they're, the, they're the same. Um, I, I had them the same. I didn't put the numbers in right, but uh, based on the numbers, Chris Brown's nominations and awards are 31% of the time. So this makes Usher the king of R&B. Based on wins, awards, and nominations, Usher wins 52% of the time he's uh, nominated. Whereas with everyone else, it's a it's a lower percentage rate. So when I talked about your tone, when I talked about your production, when I talked about management and uh, uh, being received, Usher is doing that better. 
And I know you're going to argue with me and say popularity and numbers and social media and Instagram. Yes, being popular is great. And popularity is now the new king because talent kind of takes a backseat to popularity because popularity spins YouTube and Instagram and social media and Twitter. Not so much talent like people. There aren't a lot of talented people, so they don't know how to listen for it. It's just like um, if someone plays expert level violin, there aren't a lot of people that understand expertise. They only get it and feel it through what you put into the music and your soul on the track. We're not really in that era right now because we have so much going on that we don't really take time to stop and listen. But whose fault is that? So my my stance, I say you don't need R. Kelly. You don't need him. <laughs> because look at who you got throughout the years. You got Chris Brown and Usher alone. And, you know, as far as who's the goat, who's the best, you know, who's the, you know, um, who's the current king. Um, I know that everyone that's listening to this is probably going to jump on and say Chris Brown, which I'm fine with that. Like he's he's got almost 11, 12 albums. That's work. He's put in the work. We were talking about Bobby Brown, Key Sweat, Babyface, D'Angelo, Luther Vandross, Joe, Genuine, Brian McKnight, my hero, Brian McKnight, Maxwell, Jamie Foxx. You know, you got all these people. The Weeknd, Miguel, Trey Songs, John Legend, Bryson Tiller, Khaled. Jeremiah, Tory Lanez, Jaquez, Anderson Pac, Bieber, Major, Robin Thicke. You've got all these people you can listen to. You don't need Usher. I'm sorry, you don't need R. Kelly. Ugh. I can't believe I said that. Um, but yeah, as far as King is R&B, for me, it would be Usher. Not just because of the numbers, but... Um, we're almost the same age. I can I feel his music a little bit different. Chris Brown would be like a little brother to me. And I appreciate his music and, you know, like Taylor Swift and, you know, all these, you know, people that are barely 30. Like, I appreciate their music. I really do. Um, but, yeah, age does separate people. It really does. It's like the Michael and, and LeBron argument. You know, you, you've got to under you've got to explain why you're saying what you're saying because you can't force someone to think and feel a certain thing and um yeah well hey brian mcknight um that is my r&b goat um with his first album um yeah he just two three four five six solid albums from him for me and um, it just, he taught me how to sing. That, Do I ever cross your mind anytime I miss you? Just his tone, it taught me, oh, you're, you're not an alto, you're a tenor. And you don't get a lot of, you don't get a lot of like true tenors nowadays. Everybody is that mixture of tenor to alto. So you know, the the guys with a little bit of a deeper resonance like me, you don't hear too much of them in music like that, you know. 
um, nowadays. But, you know, as you go back, you get you get that manly sound that Teddy Pendergrass or, or Tyrese, <laughs> who's also, you know, he's also an honorable mention, you know, you can throw in there. But you don't need R. Kelly. You really don't. And if you want to throw some rivals in there, hopefully you'll enjoy, you know, the few that, that I peppered in there and threw in there um, that you can enjoy and listen to. And that that's the funny thing is I didn't know until looking at the numbers, you know, what this would really look like or, or what this really felt like. And it, it amazes me to see that the the world, that black culture, that American culture as a whole has received Usher 52 percent of the time where they've received R. Kelly 40 percent of the time. The, the person that comes uh, uh, next in that would be uh, Chris Brown. So it would be Usher, R. Kelly, Chris Brown. Which actually sounds right to me. I hate to say it. Not trying to hate on my boy. To me, he's like the, the father of, of, of modern R&B. But for the purposes of, you know, being safe and clean and not having to <laughs> think about uh, uh, pedophilia and stuff. Usher is my go-to guy. Not perfect. I understand that. He's not perfect, but that's what I'm sticking with. All right. Well, peace and love. I love you all. I hope you love me back. I, you know, really, really, really appreciate you and just your love and support of me. I'm going to be doing more podcasts and on people individually. I love you all. I appreciate you all. Appreciate you all. I'll see you soon.